I was just miserable. I was 325, 330 pounds, and I couldn't do anything. I didn't want to go out in public. I was embarrassed by the way that I looked, and it just wasn't a healthy life for me. I just wasn't happy. Losing weight isn't easy, and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. I'm Carl, your host, and today I'm joined by an incredibly inspiring lady. Not only does she have her own weight loss story to tell and share with us today, but she has used that to now become a certified nutrition and health coach, helping people to lose weight. She is somebody who has channels all over YouTube, Instagram. Her name's Jen Clayton. She's coming today from Arizona in the USA. Jen, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Very well indeed. And thank you so much for joining me. I know it's quite early there for you. You're just starting your day and you're very busy as well with all of those things that you do. And uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Why don't you tell us before we get onto the actual journey? Because I I think you've lost over 140 pounds, haven't you? It's absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. So congratulations. Mm -hmm. And I know that our listeners would love to hear more about that. So tell us a bit about yourself and then we can talk maybe about your weight loss journey and then everything else that's happened since then. Uh, as part of your life? Yeah. So I am a full-time YouTuber and content creator, and then I'm also a weight loss and nutrition coach. And I currently live in Arizona. My husband and I moved here almost two years ago from Spokane, Washington. He retired from the union. And because I do social media, I can work anywhere. And we decided that we didn't want to do winter anymore or snow. So we sold our house and bought our home here. And ultimately the best decision we ever made. I live in a very active community, which is partially why we chose this. We have walking paths everywhere. We have our own gym. It's just really good for my health, my fitness, my mental health. So moving here somewhere where it's sunny every day has been amazing. I don't have any children, but I have two dogs. I have a almost 12-year-old Pitbull Boxer Mix, and I have a three-year-old French Bulldog, and they are our babies. They're our whole world. Um, Hobby-wise, I'm very into fitness, very into exercise. Um, I'm hiking a mountain called Picachu on Saturday with my workout group. It's an extremely difficult hike where you pull yourself up by cables, and I'm super excited. So that's pretty much where my passion is, is now that I'm able to move my body, build lean muscle, be healthy. And it also really helps with my mental health as well. I can imagine. And, but imagine as well, in fact, no, from looking at, you know, your YouTube content and your journey into a, a healthier life, that that wasn't always the case. And you, these kind of things, hiking up mountains probably wasn't something you would even have on your radar or something that you would have no. attempted back then. So before you actually achieved this and reached your weight loss goal and do all of the things that you do today, was your weight something you'd suffered with for a long period of time? Pretty much my whole life. Uh, okay. When I was young, I was a healthy weight, but from about fifth grade all the way 
I mean, there were spurts where I would lose weight, but then I would always gain it back. Uh, there was a spurt in my late twenties where I lost 125 pounds uh, following the Weight Watchers program, and I kept it off for a while. I, I will say I did gain it all, most of it back over the course of like 10 or 11 years because. Although I lost the weight, I didn't change my eating habits or my relationship with food. And as soon as I lost the weight, I was like, well, I don't have to do Weight Watchers anymore. And that's when it all starts coming back on little by little, you know, five or 10 pounds a year. But over the course of 10 years, that's a hundred pound weight gain. And I was just miserable. I was 325, 330 pounds, and I couldn't do anything. I didn't want to go out in public. It, I was embarrassed by the way that I looked and it just wasn't a healthy, a healthy life for me. I just wasn't happy. And literally one day, literally one day, I saw a picture of myself in November of 2021. And I said to my husband, I said, that's it. Like come January, I got to figure out a way to do this in a sustainable way to get this weight off. And I also wanted to get the weight off before I went through menopause. I'm 48. So I knew that I would be going through that in the next few years. And I didn't want to have even less of a metabolism after that. So that was a driving factor. And January 1st of 2022, I hit the ground with counting my calories and tracking my protein. And I lost 90 pounds in that one year, a little over 90 pounds in one year. And then I took the rest of it off the beginning of this year. And I have since maintained my weight loss for almost an entire year. And I am hands down the fittest, healthiest, most active I've ever been. Uh, my mission in life is building lean muscle, you know, and being able to see muscle definition. That's huge for me. And it's really just been this evolving process that started almost two years ago and was the best decision that I've ever made. I'm just a better wife, a better friend, a better person. I'm healthy. I'm active. I mean, all of that. I don't even care about the scale. It's more like how I feel every day. And I'm not embarrassed to go in public anymore. I get to wear cute clothes now. Like all of those things matter way more than of the course. number. And, and I think as well that so many people place their happiness on a certain weight and say, when I weigh this much, I will be happy. But don't do the internal work. Don't work on their mindset. And this is something in, in the direction I've gone on, gone in with coaching. Because as you said, with Weight Watchers, you know, you lost, you followed the process and you lost the weight, but mm -hmm. it didn't necessarily do anything towards your mental health, your well-being, understanding, you know, how to make that sustainable. Because obviously right. you arrived to a certain weight for a reason. And that, that reason was probably because you weren't managing your emotions correctly, because you, your internal workings weren't aligned with, you know, and not in harmony. And so with that, by doing it in a sustainable way, looking at both the physical and mental side together, it allowed you to reach where you are today. And it, it sounds like you've been on an amazing journey. And I must admit, I did peek at your vision board that you shared in one of your recent yeah. videos and yeah. talking about building lean muscle. And it's in, it struck me as you've been on a journey, chipping away at the, at everything, carving this, this, you know, sculpture. And now you want to build from it almost like the Phoenix rising from the flames or something like that, you know? And I think it's, Absolutely yeah. incredible. So tell us more, if you would, please, Jen, about your actual weight loss journey and, and how you manage that with calorie tracking. And for people who maybe don't track calories, how beneficial it was to you in your journey. I knew. So when I, before I started counting calories and macros, I was following Weight Watchers and I was losing weight a little bit. It was a lot of up and down, up and down. I start was starving all the time. I was always hungry. And I just 
something just didn't feel right. And one day I was like, I wonder how many calories I'm eating. Because when you track Weight Watchers, you track points, you don't track calories. So I figured out how many calories I was eating and it was just barely over a thousand calories a day. And I was 300 pounds. And I was not a weight loss and nutrition coach at that point, but I'm smart enough to know that that's not enough calories for someone my body size. Mm -hmm. So I got on online calculators, which I don't use those. I don't recommend them. They're just not accurate. But back in the day, I'm like, well, at least I'll have a mental idea of what I need to eat. And it was almost double that, 18, 1900 calories. And then I started doing research into protein and how protein keeps you full. Protein maintains your lean muscle while you shed the fat. And I'm like, well, that's what I want to do then. I want to eat enough calories so that I'm not miserable. And I want to eat enough protein so that I can lose fat, but keep keep what little lean muscle that I have, because my goal from day one was to never be skinny. That was never my goal. My goal was to get the fat off so that I could exercise so that I could build lean muscle, not bodybuilder, but just where I can flex and have muscle. That was my goal from day one. So I started really looking at calories, making sure I ate enough every day because I knew that that would keep my metabolism up and going. And then I just focused on hitting that protein goal. I didn't exercise. I didn't just count carbs. I didn't even look at my fat. I focused on calories and protein. And then I lost about 50 pounds in the first six months of the year. And then I'm like, no, I think I want to exercise because knowing that that was going to be my end goal, I'm like, well, I think I'm going to start exercising. So I hired a coach and she set me up with a cardio plan and a weightlifting plan, just a really mild weightlifting plan since I was a beginner. So I started there, continued tracking my food, actually upped my calories a little bit once I started working out because my body needed more fuel. So we upped my calories a little bit, was in the gym consistently three days a week, walking in the walking paths in my community. And then I was able to take off the majority of the rest of the 90 pounds. And then I thought, well, now let's step it up. So in October of 2022, I joined a local boot camp for my community. We do it outside at 5 a.m. year round in my community. And the trainer, she's like, this is a great hit workout. And I'm like, perfect. It's cardio, it's strength, it's everything. So I joined that in October of 2022. And I go three days a week still to this day. I love it. They're my best friends. It has completely transformed my body. And once I got most of my weight off, I was about 15 pounds from my goal, which wasn't my goal in the beginning, by the way, it's about 15 pounds heavier than I thought I was going to be, which I'm fine with the weight I am. I started to lift a lot more heavy in the gym. And now I actually belong to a weightlifting gym, a powerlifting gym. And I lift, I lifted today. I walked and lift this lift heavy weights today. And that between that and the boot camp, it's just literally transformed my That's body. Incredible. I love working out. I love it. I love it. I I'm so proud. I can plank for four minutes straight, which is something I never thought I would be able to do. I do 150 pound deadlifts, which I never thought I would be able to do. It's just crazy how your body can bounce back after being overweight so long. If you fuel it and you move it, like you got to move your body. And so to this day, I work out six days a week. Uh, My seventh day is my rest day, but I still walk for 45 minutes. Walking's the best for weight loss, hands down. So I just make sure that I'm constantly moving my body. And now I'm eating upwards of 2000 to 3000 calories a day and maintaining my weight with no problem. And I can eat whatever I want. Yeah. I'm sure your body needs it. I'm sure with all of that activity, your body needs those calories just to maintain. Otherwise you risk losing muscle mass, you lose risk losing weight. And I mean, you've touched on so many points there, Jen. I'm going to, I'm going to, unpick a couple of those if I can, because it's so interesting. And first of all, I completely, completely agree 
with the sentiment of tracking calories and protein. Mm-hmm. The carbs and fat. Now you may find yeah. that exactly if you if you're low on energy, up your carbs a little bit, you yeah. know. But as long as you're hitting your calorie target and you're hitting your protein, everything else takes care of itself. And I think a lot of people who look into calorie tracking get overwhelmed by all of these different macros and everything involved with that. And and it's too much for them. But I think by just looking Mm -hmm. at those, the calories and and just one macro of of protein is enough, especially to get started. And And I I still do that today, truthfully. Mm -hmm. Like I keep an eye on my carbs and fats, but there's days that I eat more fat and less carbs. There's days I eat more carbs and less fat. I figured out my body likes carbs probably because I'm so active that I make sure that I eat a pretty balanced ratio of protein and carbohydrates because that's what works for my body. And you have to find what works for you. I mean, every body is different. So everybody's body is going to respond differently, but you don't have to play macro Tetris to lose weight. You literally just need to be in a calorie deficit. And then if you eat enough protein, you're going to be full and not miserable in your calorie deficit. And that's all I did. And that's really what I do today. I just make sure I'm eating enough carbs to fuel my workout. I have all the carbs packed for my hike. It's like a five hour hike. So I have all the carbs packed for that because I know that I'm going to need to be eating those throughout that exercise. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're in a deficit, you're going to lose weight no matter what. That's how it works. Yeah. And and I think so many people as well believe, you know, they have to reduce their carbs while in a deficit and then begin Mm -hmm. exercise routine or join the gym all at the same time. And lack of carbs leaves a lack of energy which leads to a lack of motivation and feeling sluggish and not wanting to go. And so the gym doesn't stick and the diet doesn't stick because of a lack of tiredness. And and I think mm-hmm. people either get overwhelmed by trying to change too much all in one go. And like you said, with yours, you focused on your food first without even exercising and still saw the weight loss. And then that probably inspired you to then take further action, I would imagine, to then start exercising. And, you know, if you've mm-hmm. been doing this group for over a year and the hikes and everything else, and now mm-hmm. powerlifting as well, it's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. And I say it respectfully, especially past 45 years old, a lot yeah. of people tend to think that, oh, it's too late. Uh, you know, I, my, my opportunity has passed. I should give up. Where it, I believe yeah. it's quite the opposite. I turned 40 last year. And part of my motivation in the previous two years for losing weight was the fact I was reaching this age and wanted to reach it in the healthiest I could be. Mm-hmm. And I could imagine mm-hmm. for yourself now seeing that you're in the best shape of your life. And, mm-hmm. you know, closer to 50 than you were 20 years ago and in in an even better shape. It must feel amazing. Yeah. And I also had a big realization too, this time around, the first time I lost the 125 pounds, I actually weighed about 20 pounds less than I weigh now. And I was just skinny, Mm. right? I mean, I'm five, eight, I'm tall. I was just skinny. And now I weigh about 20 pounds more, but I'm fit. And I had this realization that I'm not going to weigh what I weighed when I was 28 when I'm 48 and people still get caught up in thinking they need to weigh what they weighed in high school or college. It's like, no, your body changes over time. As you get older, it's harder to lose weight. So your goal is probably going to be a little heavier than you were 20 years ago. And that's a kind of hard pill to swallow too. And that was something I'm the original goal I set for myself. I actually am about 10 to 12 pounds heavier than that goal. But the reality is if I was to ever hit that goal, I would have to lose lean muscle. Mm-hmm. There's just no fat to lose. And in, for me, that's not worth it. To see the number isn't worth it. I'd rather weigh 20 pounds more if it means that I have more muscle. And it's not just, and it's so, it's not just about that number. It's so hard for people. I think <laughs> at the beginning of a weight loss journey and a number of plans for, almost force you to pick a target and say, okay, how much do you want to weigh? What is your goal? And you have to almost pluck it out of thin air or like you say, you make a comparison to maybe when you were 20 years old and you had your, what you would call you, your ideal body. And you think that's where I want to get to. And it's either unrealistic or 
if you did reach it, it wouldn't be a healthy weight, nor would you particularly look good. And realizing that you can be heavier, Mm -hmm. but look at yourself in the mirror and love what you see because you've got definition, you have muscle, you have tone. It, all of a sudden, as you said yourself, the number is not important anymore. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't matter, which I think is so great. So, Jen, what I'd love to do as well, because this obviously inspired a journey of becoming a certified weight loss and nutrition coach and your channels that you share. I believe you've got a beauty channel, which I think mm-hmm. is more of a passion project of yeah. yours, which I think yeah. is amazing. Um, but yeah. you have the, the the channel, your main channel. But tell us more about that and tell us about how that inspired you and and what you do now as a result of your journey. Yeah. So I started it in 2018, really the end of 2018, 2019. And I did it strictly for accountability. I had a full-time job. I was a human resource manager. It's what I have a degree in. That's the job I had. And I thought, well, I'm going to start this YouTube channel for accountability because I'm going to have to put it out in the universe what I'm, how I'm doing on my weight loss journey. And like I said, I wasn't very successful on Weight Watchers. I did that in 2019, 2020. 2021 until the end of the year when I just wasn't getting anywhere. I had maybe lost 30 pounds the whole three-year period and was miserable. And as I started sharing more on my channel, my subscriber base just grew. Even though I wasn't super successful with my weight loss, my subscriber base grew to well over 30,000 subscribers. And then I will say that once I changed my approach, and especially even more now that I've been successful, now just it, everything skyrockets because people want to emulate. They want to know what you did. And I always tell people, and the truth is, I'm just like you. If I can do it, you can do it. I'm nobody special. I literally am just dumb enough to put myself on the internet. That's what I always tell people. I share my journey on the internet, right? But I'm just a normal person. I'm your next door neighbor. So if I can do it, you can do it. And since my channel grew, and since I got more into really looking up protein, carbs, fats, wanting to lift weights, needing to know how to fuel my body, I decided to get my certification. And that was almost three years ago. So I've been a certified coach for almost three years. And it's been the majority of my income. It's been a big, big part of my business. It's how my business has really grown. Uh, It's so my husband doesn't have to work. He's able to just enjoy Arizona golf and drive his Jeep around. And we are in a position where my passion has grown into a business for me. And I've helped so many people. I have one client. She's incredible. Uh, She lost 75 pounds last year and she's eating 2,400 calories a day. And she does exercise. She rides her Peloton. And granted, she does have about another 100 pounds to lose. And the more weight you have to lose, the faster it's going to come off, right? But I'm so incredibly proud of her. She took two cruises and four separate vacations last year and still lost 75 pounds. And she always tells me on our call, she's like, this is the best decision I've ever made. It's so easy. And that's what I want people to know is that watching calories and making sure you eat enough protein is so easy. It's sustainable. And for me, it's just really allowed me to be a weight loss coach and have a lucrative YouTube channel. And I've helped so many people. And that's all I really care about is all the people that I've helped become healthier and reach their goals. And Jen, I'll say that the success that you have is what I aspire to have in the future, because my coaching journey is very much at the beginning. The podcast Mm -hmm. was a way really just to help people. But I discovered that I enjoyed helping people that much, but I wanted Mm -hmm. to be able to do it in a de- at a deeper level. So I started training to become a coach and now yeah. I'm looking, how can I do it more? And like you said as well, being able to help people and literally help transform their lives. Mm-hmm. You're very true. It's very true in what you say about tracking calories and protein and a way to lose weight. The process is easy itself, but I'm sure you work with people who have 
emotional eating problems, people who have for years not been able to, to manage to lose the weight they want. And that has an effect and an impact on their mental health and well-being. So how much of a part of that is mindset work that you do when you're coaching people? A lot. What I find, and it's really not me making this up, it's an actual fact, that when you restrict or eliminate any foods or food group, it's the number one cause of binge eating. If you tell yourself you can't eat Oreos, all you're going to think about is Oreos. So I have a lot of clients that say, well, I can't eat this and I can't eat that. And I said, well, why can't you eat it? I mean, food is food. No food is bad or good. Some food is just healthier than others. So I really live and die by an 80-20 rule. 80% whole real food, 20% fun food. If you want to eat pizza, eat pizza. And I always tell my clients, nobody got fat because they went out for dinner with their family, right? That's not what it is. It's what you do 80% of the time that matters. And a lot of my clients have shifted from restricting foods, shifted from diet culture and thinking that they have to eliminate foods or eat a thousand calories a day. Toddlers eat a thousand calories a day, not full grown adults. And that's what I tell my clients. You're eating what my neighbor's three-year-old eats. And that's just not enough fuel for your body. And once people start shifting away from diet culture and change their mindset into, okay, I need to eat to fuel my body using food as fuel, but still enjoying life and still allowing themselves without being mad at themselves or beating themselves up, allowing themselves to have treat meals or a donut if they want a donut or a piece of cake on a birthday. It really transforms your relationship with food. My relationship is the healthiest it's ever been. Hands down, I eat literally whatever I want. I ate a donut two days ago. I mean, and I'm in a cut and I'm still, you know, I still have lost weight this week and I eat a donut. It's one donut one day. It's not going to make a difference. And when you stop eating yourself up, you allow yourself to just live your life. So your diet or your way of eating becomes sustainable. And that's why I always tell people I'll never gain the weight back because my life is so different now. My relationship with food is different. My activity is different. I just, I don't label food anymore. And my clients who have shifted their mindset have like my one that's lost 75 pounds. She's kept it all off. She lost four pounds this week. Mm-hmm. And then she's just continuing with this constant weight loss. And she's literally eating what she wants. They went out for pizza the other night. And there's and no reason why like, not. Should you eat that? She goes, yeah, ask Jen. I can eat it, you know, because it's like, you are allowed <laughs> to Jen. have pizza. It's okay. It's okay to eat pizza. Of course. And you that's when the mindset has to change. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to live my life. I don't want to diet anymore. I don't want to say that I can't go to this event because it's going to derail my food. I just want to live my life. And I don't want food to control my life. I want food to fit into my life, not my life to revolve around food. And that's a big shift that I've had over the last about year and a half where food is just food to me now. It's amazing. When you take the emotion out of it. Yeah, I took the emotion out of it. And I used to be like, where are we going to eat? I go to Hawaii every year with my girlfriends, every single year. And before it'd be like, where are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? Now it's like, what are we going to do? Let's kayak, let's hike, let's go snorkeling, let's go to the beach. And then my whole life isn't food anymore. It's now what can I do to fulfill my life rather than focus it all around food? And food just fits in. I just eat when I need to eat. It's incredible. Something you've just said there as well, Jim, I talk to my clients a lot about as well, the fact that when it's all about the meaning that you give to an occasion and Mm -hmm. that meaning, it can be in a restaurant because as humans, as as social creatures, a lot of the socializing we do is around a table, is in a restaurant, is a get together because it brings people together. 
And, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. But then when you actually break it down and instead of focusing on the food or the restaurant or what you're going to order, you know, you spend an hour looking at the menu three weeks before you actually go in to try and pick out the different options. And then you actually yeah. sit down and you say instead, what is it that you want to achieve out of today of going to this? So, well, it's my, my family member's birthday. I can't wait to see all the family together. We're going to share some jokes. I've got some photos to show them. I want to tell them about my new job. And then all of a sudden you realize it's, it's got nothing to do with what you're eating. The meat, the no. true meaning of that occasion is about being like, like you going to Hawaii. It's not about what you yeah. eat. It's about what you do. And the memories quite truthfully, when you have a bad relationship with food, they're not fun memories. Even if the meal's nice, there's guilt and shame and everything else that comes with it afterwards. Whereas now, if you focus on the activities, you come away with so much better feeling and good memories of, of what's happened. And it's just that, that shift, I believe, that needs to take place in that food doesn't have to dominate your life anymore. And what you said as well about the fact that, you know, you track the calories, you look at them, but you can eat the pizza. You, you have that calorie budget. And as long as you don't go over that, you could eat literally anything you want. Mm-hmm. Now you have to be conscious of, you know, nutrients and, and making sure that your body is being fueled with the right vitamins, minerals, and and that all comes from a balanced diet. But you want right. to go and have a pizza, enjoy the pizza, have time, you know, don't worry about it. Because I think once you put pressure on yourself or the fact that you think that you're in a diet, it's only temporary, isn't it? You're on a diet for a certain period of time. When the diet stops, what happens next? Whereas everything you've told me and everything you've shared today sounds to me like it was just a complete lifestyle change. So there's no, and there's nothing to move away from now. There's nothing to switch back to because it is just your life. It's Mm -hmm. incredible. It really is. And I'm not on a diet. I don't feel like I'm on a diet. This this is literally my lifestyle now. And that's how I know I won't gain it back because there's no diet I'm quitting. There's no, what's the next diet I'm going to do? What's the, you know, oh, I'm going to gain 20 pounds and have to diet again. I just know for me that if I just do what is sustainable to lose the weight, I'll be able to maintain my weight loss. And that's what I tell people, whatever you do to lose weight, you have to do the exact same thing to maintain it. So if you can be on keto to lose weight and do that for the rest of your life, then please do keto because you'll be able to maintain your weight loss. But the minute you stop any diet, you're going to gain it all back again. If diets are set up for us to fail. That's why the diet industry makes millions of dollars every year. It's because we lose it and we keep coming back and then we lose it and we keep coming back. But if you just do what is sustainable for you and what's doable for you, you'll just keep it off without even trying without even worrying about tracking your food. I don't want to track my food forever. I would love to just intuitively eat. And I feel like I'm really at that place where I can transition over to that. Mm -hmm. And I weigh myself daily. So I will keep a tab on my weight. I have a five pound window. If I get out of the five pound window, we run it in. But I typically never get out of that five pound window because my lifestyle is different than it was even six months ago. It's it's truly incredible, really. It it really is. And something this is I mean, I, I don't track calories every single day now for that exact same reason. I don't feel I need yeah. to. I, I know the foods. And I think once you have, like you said, the 80, 20, like whole foods, your body doesn't crave refined sugars or in the same way that it would used to. And so the only thing I have to rein in, and I, I often talk about this on my podcast, of the things I still really love, like mozzarella cheese. I'll put cheese on anything. Oh, I love cheese. Oh, we are a cheese house. If you watch my grocery hauls, there's always cheese. And my the, husband and I love cheese. So Jen, do you have the, the issue with me is like I, I can eyeball you know, 30 grams of cheese, like a mm-hmm. portion of cheese on something. I can, I, but I know exactly it is. And I put it in, I, but over time, the handful gets slightly bigger each time. Bigger. And then I'm, exactly. Because, because I love that's it. So like, peanut butter. Okay. I'm like, oh, that's two tablespoons. And I'm like, girl, that's like a quarter cup. That is not too big. Cause I love, I literally just ate peanut butter. I eat peanut butter every day, but I have to weigh it out. And honestly, I'll probably have to wait out the rest of my life because 
my eyeballs think it's two tablespoons and it's literally like three times it's like 600 calories. Yeah. I yeah. slap it on my toast, you know? And so, but there are things I can eyeball. Like I don't track non-starchy vegetables at all. Nobody got fat eating vegetables. So I don't track them. I don't even weigh my food. I just guess, Oh, that's about a hundred grams because it's fruit, right? No, again, nobody gained weight eating fruit. It's those things like cheese, nut butter, uh, rolled oats, those types of things. I will probably be mindful my whole life because Mm -hmm. those are things I can overeat crackers. I always weigh my crackers out because I can just eat lots of crackers. It's, it's a slider food. It just goes right down. Right. You don't even, it doesn't fill you up. No. So those are things I will always be mindful of, but I'm not going to track every carrot I eat or every strawberry I eat. That's just, that's not sustainable. And what you do needs to be sustainable. Of course. Not, not sustainable, or I'd say not necessary, because it's very hard to overeat vegetable, you know, your yeah. calorie in vegetables. And the, the good thing about this is that even if you do take your foot off in terms of the, the, the rigidity that you have and how strict you are, if one week you notice your weight's going up, you can maybe just consider, be mindful. Okay, so what, where could I have made some changes? What maybe have I done? And then just adjust slightly for the week ahead. So mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love it, Jen. And you're speaking so much truth. What I'd love to know, first of all, is where people can find you. And, you know, if I'm going to put some links in there, but if people wanted to reach out to you, I know that on your website, I think would be a great place to start because uh, mm-hmm. coaching, you have various packages, you have recipe books available on there. You, you yes. offer so much. And I think for anybody who's maybe looking to get started or maybe not sure where to go, coming to you would be a, be a great start there. And I wanted to ask as well, what advice would you give to somebody who is perhaps struggling currently is a brand new year, quite often the moment mm-hmm. where people have new year's resolutions. And unfortunately mm-hmm. by mid January, people already start to fail them. And that, that guilt and shame starts to kick in and people can give up as early as that. And it's a shame because mm-hmm. they truly want to change. So what advice would you give to those people, Jen? So first of all, I would never set a new year's resolution. Uh, I don't even really like to call it goals. I like to call them intentions. Like my intention for the year is to do this, whether it's weight loss, fitness, drink 80 ounces of water, stop drinking Diet Coke, whatever your intention is, because I think it takes a lot of pressure off. And like you kind of said, when you start on the weight loss journey, or even if you've been on one and you're restarting because it's a new year, it's baby steps. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to drink your water, move your body, go to the gym, eat your right food, eat three pieces of fruit and four, you don't have to do it all. Pick something small and start there and then build on that. And I always tell my clients, 80% of weight loss, I would say maybe even 90 is food. It's food, it's nutrition. So focus on that. Just focus on food. And when you get food under control and you are staying in your calories and you're eating enough protein, then add the next thing. Maybe it's upping your water. Maybe it's taking a walk three times a week. And you also don't have to work out for hours every day. You don't even have to work out to lose weight. I'm proof of that. I didn't work out for six months. I just focused on food. And once that was under control, that was the next step. So take those baby steps. Don't try to do it all because it's overwhelming and you're going to quit. And I always say weight loss is a part-time job and nobody has time for a part-time job on top of their regular job. So if the easier you make it, the more likely you are to stick with it. And I also knew that I still had a full-time job when I started this big endeavor. And not to mention, I did YouTube. And I was getting my coaching certification and I also sold real estate. And I'm like, there is no way that I'm going to be able to do a weight loss plan and like put it all together. So I just focused on the simple basics and it took all that. That's all it was for 50 pounds in six months. 
And my in my 40s, in my late 40s, I mean, I was only two years ago, I was still able to achieve that. So just take those baby steps. Don't try to do it all. It just is overwhelming. Don't set goals. Don't have a goal weight. I always say, try to get into weight decades. That's what I did. My goal was to always get into decades. Okay, I want to go from 220 to 210. The day I got under 200 was the best day of my life. I still have that photo in my phone. 199.8. And I'm like, yes, I did it. I'm in the new decade. So instead of having a goal weight, I'm going to lose 50 pounds in six months because you don't have control over it at all. You have no control over the scale. Just set decades. Hey, I want to be in the 220s by June. I want to be under 200 by November. Try those little things and those little intentions instead of those big goals that when you're not on track, you quit. You're like, oh, it's May. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to quit. Instead of doing that, just give yourself these little intentions instead of these big goals. Little goals lead to big goals. That's how it always works. Is set the little and you'll get to the big goal in the end. So much great advice, really. And Jen, finally, if I could ask, because I, I, I know that you're a very busy lady and you know we have to start wrapping up, but tell me, what is next for you? You've achieved so much and you've got all of this success that you've been able to actually make a career now out of helping people and following your own passion. What does 2024 have in store for you? I'm going to continue to work on my fitness. That's really, really important to me. Continue to build lean muscle. Uh, I want to put out a protein ebook. That's everything about protein since I live and die by protein. Everybody in my real life knows this. My social media knows this. So I want to do an ebook with protein recipes and how I reach my protein goal. Simple swaps you can make to get in more protein. Why is protein important? And I really want to focus on helping my clients, new clients, current clients reach their goals because I don't really have a weight loss goal anymore. And that can be really scary for people. Mm. If you have this goal where you're like, the scale is going down and it's motivating me. Well, what happens when you get to maintenance and what's motivating you now? So you have to find something else. So for me, that's fitness. And I want to make sure that I help my clients find the what's next once they reach their weight loss goal, because that's when we can start gaining weight back and start, you know, transitioning back to old habits because nothing exciting is happening anymore. And I'll tell you, maintenance is a lot harder than losing weight. You've got to put your mindset in the right space because there's nothing motivating you anymore. So you have to find something else. So for me, my motivation is helping my clients and also just working on my overall fitness, reaching new goals, lifting heavier weights, climbing mountains. One of my goals this year is to get out in nature more instead of just going to the gym. How about taking a hike? I live in a beautiful area. I hike a mountain in Tucson all the time, all the time. And my goal is always beat my best time, not beat anybody else. I'm only competing with myself. So my goal is to always beat my best best time. So that's another goal is just beat my highest weight, beat my best time in things and do things I would have never done six months ago. Incredible. Absolutely incredible, Um, Jen. It's fantastic. Congratulations on your success, not just on your journey and losing 140 pounds, but everything that's come of that as a result and thank you so much for joining me on the show today is there anything that you'd like to leave us with anything that i've missed or anything you'd like to say to to both our audiences i don't think so i mean if anyone who needs help i'm always here both of us are here to help them whether it's you know lifestyle related or i know you focus on lifestyle coaching i pretty much solely focus on weight loss and nutrition also i'm always here to answer questions Instagram, Facebook group, my YouTube channel. If you have any questions, just reach out. And then my website as well has a little question box. If you and my nutrition coaching website, if you need to reach out, I'm always here to help. So that's my passion is to help other people do basically what I did. Fantastic. I'll make sure there are links to 
all of your channels so people can reach out to you. And if anyone has any questions, please just yeah. reach out to myself or find Jen and, and reach out to her. I'm sure we'll both be very happy to hear your messages. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been yeah, a pleasure. Thank you. It was really Jen. nice to meet you. You too. Take care of yourself and thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new weight loss warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.